guy. Almost did the same thing as I did last time. Thought I pressed play and then didn't press play. Riders on the storm. Cast one. Riders on the storm. Into this house we're born. Into this world we're thrown. Podcast from Carolina. Riders on the storm. There's a killer on the road. Like Gospel Paradise. His brain is squirming like a toad. Take Jay. a long holiday. Better be some shout out. Let your children play. Kenny Powell. If you get us to Kenny Powell. Ride, sweet under the doors. I remember when I was, I was a late bloomer of the doors. Oh, Jimmy Morrison. I guess if you're from Australia, you're just not like, it's not inbred into your American culture. Need to know about this, this, and this. Girl, you gotta love your man. Who else Girl, can we shout outs to? Miss Lily Flores. Shout out to Tim. Take him by the hand. Oh, good shout outs, yeah. And the world of Ruby. Yeah, little Ruby Jan. Welcome. I'm now officially a legitimate uncle. Who else can we shout out to? Donut. I'm going to give Donut a shout out. Pauly. Yeah, the guy that gave us some free buds. Shout out. Also put us under the mezcal from the mountains. Who else should we shout outs to? I'm gonna shout out to my boy Hunter Mills in Las Vegas, our new friend, Hunter and Allison. Shout outs to Grandma Jam. Shout out to Sarika and Nula over in um, Switzerland, wherever they are. Shout out to Fry Fry. Shout out to Daniel Kerr. Shout out to Tony Chingong back in LA. Las Vegas. Las Vegas, sorry, I'm just an LA woman. Serene Temples back in Las Vegas. Marion Hale, shout out, it's nice. What about a big friend, Pineapple? Shout out to Pineapple. 
All right, that was a good little chat out session. What we had just there. Finish that song. Shit, a bit more to go on. We just mixed up a honey and lemon drink with mezcal. We've got a cousin with a sore throat. Podcast from Paradise. Riders on the storm. Riders on the storm. Into this house we're born. Into this world we're thrown. Shout out to the fellow who's selling fish and shrimp out of his truck. I'm gonna find out his name tomorrow. When you're talking to the mic, talk directly at it. Talk at it so I can hear you. Just as we're moving along. What do you think his name is? The fish truck guy. Javier. Jose. Jose Javier Juan. What Carlos? There's not that many Carlos. No, there isn't? No, yeah. Not as many as I think. Yeah, no, shout outs to him. We've had some amazing dinners this last few days. Fresh tuna, fresh prawns. It's been brilliant. This podcast from Paradise. Been magic. To land in this wonderful country. All right. Podcast from Paradise. There was thirty-four seconds remaining in the track. I cut it, nevertheless. So, podcast number six. I was, um, we did try and record it once and we actually recorded it very well. We've actually, this is our third recording because the second one we recorded was just, it was dog shit. But podcast number one was brilliant. We had a great little session and then I actually failed to press record. So while we got to the end of it, I think it was a 45 minute chat and um, realized that I actually didn't press, press record. So. That one got scrapped. And then number two was just dog shit. I think we we're talking rubbish. And now we're here at number three. So it's taken us a couple of shots at this one. I'm gonna welcome my guest, Miss Lillian Flores McKay. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Ben. I'm happy to be here. I'll just get you to speak up a little bit. We've got a bit of ocean noise in the background, honey. So we're going to have to just speak up a bit when we're chatting in our, in our very first podcast. So it's a pleasure to have you and to be spending time together on this wonderful planet. <laughs> and uh, yeah, welcome to Local Heroes Podcast. Number six. Number six. You've been a part of it all the way from the get-go. Been through a ups and downs in this, um, what would we call it, partnership, <laughs> undertaking? <laughs> Domestic partnership. 
So, um, Miss Lillian, we're here in paradise. We're sitting near the ocean. There's bloody crickets in the background. Yeah, we you just mentioned before, we got some buds given us to us by a local housemate. We just got some mezcal from the hills. We've just been eating tuna and amazing seafood and cooking some wonderful food. I've had some amazing surfs the last couple of days. We went to some remote as fuck locations and drove down some dirt roads and I went surfing on my own. And um, yeah, Tom Wagner, you were right, I have to say, Mr. Wagner. It's not the same. You, you you do want at least one other person with you because it does reduce your, your odds, you know. If you're out there and it's it's pumping and there's some good solid sets coming through and you're near a river mouth and there's a dirt road and there's no one else around, yeah, you're definitely contemplating um, what's out there and is something going to attack you and then how are you going to resolve that situation or if at all. So, yeah, definitely helps to... Um, I thought of that. I thought of that when you were really far into the waves. And I was like, man, if anything happened and Ben just didn't come back out of the ocean, there would be, like, very little we could do about it. Yeah, so that's going through your head. But um, as Mr. Wagner also said, um, and thank you, Tom, for inspiring this idea in me because I've been contemplating it a lot of recent is when you, you do get out there and you sort of catch your breath and you're fucking just out there in the wilderness and you do drop into one of those bombs and you take off across the face, yeah, you're definitely, you're with God for sure in those moments and even just once everything sort of calms down and you collect yourself and start reading the waves, it's a very remarkable experience and it's been a long time since we left home. We've been in Las Vegas and then we made our way down to um, Lily's family's town of Moralia, which was inland. And so I haven't been surfing much, but have been cooking a lot and enjoying the Mexican delights of moles, um, the nopales, which is the cactus. It's kind of like asparagus, the cheeses, the tortillas, the blue corn tortillas. So we've been cooking a lot and enjoying family time. But we finally made it out here to the to La Playa, getting some waves and eating some food. So we're out here in Mexico. Joining some bonfires next door. Yeah, a few bonfires and a bit of fun. Some good food, some good waves, a bit of yoga, mañana. It's been a really beautiful time. Certainly has. <laughs> <laughs> I, you've been making the most of this um, this wonderful ganja that's been imparted, gifted mm. upon us. Part of the deal at the beach is that we're um, we have a nice open kitchen. <laughs> and it leads to the pool and that leads to the ocean. So, the playa, and we can hear all of the wonderful sounds. So we're here in Mexico, and I was, well, I was talking about it before, where where it all, all began for us, and I guess we've got to have a little chat. I'm sure everyone that knows us knows this story, or maybe they don't. Either way, we're going to have a little chat about it this evening. 
put it on the record, so to speak. So, where did we meet, Miss Lillian? It was the spring of 2008. April 2008? That's right. So, 10 years ago? Really? Is it? It's 2018 now, so it's 2008. Yeah. Wow. 10 years ago. 10 years ago. Okay. Whoa, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. That's crazy as fuck. We already passed that. We should have had a little bloody something on that, like a little celebration or something. Yeah, we should have. We should have. We didn't even know, did we? We should go to stupid Coachella next no, week. No, 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 no. It's not going to happen. But, um, it's fucked now. But we met at Coachella. We met at Coachella. 2008, before it was on the, the double weekend and got all... It really did go... It's very on the spectrum of, like, flowery. It's super rinsinator, 3,000 now, I believe. It's very hipster. Well, that was the year the that top. it was, like, everybody that I really loved at the time was there my all-time portis head was there um prince i think we met at prince was there we met after prince after prince um it was apex twin that's what i went to see but yeah i missed um, i missed apex jenny lewis there's a there's a shit ton of people roger waters so we met 10 years ago Ten years ago. Well, we've been together, married for three years. Three years. So there was a seven-year interlude between us meeting yep. and us get, getting together. Even getting to know each other. Or again. even, yeah. So at Coachella we met for one hour, two so hours, maybe two or three hours. It was after Prince came on and I, I lost a hold of my friends. So I decided to go find a spot where I could sit down. The cell services were out. Phones were very different back then. It wasn't like they were still the flip open phones, maybe the slide open phones. And um, yeah, the cell towers must have been down, everybody saturating their phones. So I had no way to contact the girls that I'd arrived with. I didn't know where we were staying. So I found a little grassy patch and I sat down and I had some noodles, noodles. on my lap. And um, there was some sort of like little wooden stage behind me, wasn't there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think I heard some like it's ruckus. like a little teepee area. Yeah. I always see it like every time. It's all lit up. It's like a oh really like a metal feature of I guess it's an L oh, shape. Okay. I think really? Coachella's an L shape. It sort of goes as an L shape. Oh. And I think that um, the light fixtures were, like, in the middle of the L-shape. As far as I remember, I'm telling you that it's been 10 years since yeah, I was there. Like, shit's wow. probably changed, but... So... You were sitting there having so your noodles. I was sitting there, and I kind of heard the stage thingy ruffle behind me, and I think I, I could see that there was, like, a guy in there, maybe two. I don't know if there was somebody else in there. And... Um, yeah, I just heard someone ask me if they could have some of my noodles. I looked up and I saw you and I said, yeah, sure, sit down. Um, I didn't really notice it until we were done talking that you like ate all my noodles. You just took the plate and you took some big bites. Oh, yeah, that's a um, very distinct memory you have of that experience, meeting the love of your life and he ate all your noodles. So we would have talked for two hours tops. 
hour and 45, let's just say. And um, so Ben said that if I couldn't get a hold of my friends, that he would invite me to his camping ground with his friends, and I would, yeah, and... So yeah, just, just come and stay out. with me, you can find your friends. So as I left the festival, I realized that, um, or I started getting all my messages in, and then I called my friends back. They were angry, they'd been looking for me for a couple hours, and I was so in La La Land that I forgot that we actually set um, a spot to go to in case any of us got lost as soon as we walked in. I didn't even think of it till that moment, and they were like, did you go to the lost spot? And I was like, yeah, I did, I didn't see anybody. And because we couldn't find anybody with a pen, Ben was here from Australia without a phone. Um, so I text his email to myself and I would call him when I got back to Vegas. His family, his mom and dad were living in Havasu. I think we planned to meet the next night because it was on the Saturday right, night. Right, right, we did. And we planned to meet on the Sunday night. We planned to meet at Sunday noon. But I was like, what happens if we don't meet on the Sunday night? Right. Here's my email. Yeah. Because... Yeah, and I typed it to myself. That's right. We didn't like, meet. In case I get lost. I was yeah. like, I really want to meet you again. Like, I really want to see you again, just in case. Yeah. So I knew myself. I guess I knew myself, and I'm like, if I don't see you, write down my fucking email address. Mm. So I did. Except I... You wrote it down wrong. I misspelled it by one letter, and I had tried every variation for like days and so days and my email over is, weeks. It's been the same since. I've it's always had the same. same Benny dot Mckay at Yahoo com. And every time I type it in now, I still like a inner. She got it wrong the other day. You got it wrong the other day. You said Benny M. You said that was Julian M A C K A Y. That was Julian's name at the doctor's. Yeah, I'm like, no, it's M C K Y. Could have been that. Could have been the A. That's true, yeah. Do you reckon it was the A or what? It was the A. It because was. your Australian accent made, made the A sound like an I to me. Must have been. M-C-K-A-Y. And I was reading Mickey. Like M-C-K-I-Y. M-I-C-K-A-Y. Mickey. Ben Mickey. Mickey. Ben Mickey, yeah. Wow. But it never occurred to me. I changed every freaking letter in that last name. never occurred to me that it was McKay. Okay, so let's just um, hold, hold for a minute there. There's a seven-year, six-year interlude. So no, I never, I never was able to contact you. I got back to Vegas. I, we didn't meet the next day. I went to our meet spot. I didn't see you there, and I said, oh well, whatever. I'll email him when I get back to Vegas, and we'll meet up. And I got back to Vegas. I emailed you. I got the mailer demon bags that said the recipient I typed in did not exist. Ben Mickey, Benny, Benny ben dot Mickey, Mickey. Didn't exist. Benny dot Mickey at Yahoo dot com. <laughs> didn't wasn't real. He wasn't fucking. You thought real. I was Irish. I was like, oh fuck him. Fuck that um, douchebag. So I never talked to you or saw you ever again, but I did have a little sketchbook at the time that I was doodling in, and I put a picture. I sketched like a like a childlike version of Ben and I at the festival. Um. And I put it up on my door, and I was like, universe, bring him back to me. I was so devastated. I think I even looked through the Coachella pictures to see if somebody had taken a picture of you and like, Ooh, referenced yeah. the name and stuff. Because they had taken pictures of us, mm. the like Coachella crew. So I figured, oh, maybe they took pictures of him too. But no avail. Wow. Um, That's, um, 
and then so six years went by and you didn't, fast, didn't hear nothing. Fast forward six years later. I guess I'll just interlude into my little pre-preface, my yeah. little story before the story. Yeah. Which was, um, I came from Coachella, I went to Coachella Festival and I arrived a day late because I stopped in Japan, shout outs to Mr. Alan Vanilla, who invited me to Coachella. And um, we were stopping over in Japan. And in Japan, we missed our flight. So we ended up spending an extra night in Japan, which all that meant was we went down to Harajuku and just partied all night, jumped on a plane and then flew uh, into LA and then went straight out to Coachella Festival. So the likelihood of us meeting Otherwise, it's probably 100,000 up to one. I don't know. I'm not sure. But there was 100,000 people there at that festival um, or even more, I think. So, like, the chances of us meeting if I hadn't have met that flight from Japan is just its so unlikely, I think. It's, it's a very, very unlikely sort of scenario that we would have met if I didn't miss that flight from Japan. So that it was a worthwhile cause to miss that flight from Japan and, and party all night, jump on the plane and then meet you. And then the next night, well, that night at the festival, I met you and then um, I ended up celebrating. There was a lot of people, like a lot of kids in that desert, in the party area. There was dudes from Alabama. I just met people from all over USA. There was dudes like black dudes rapping. There was Mexican dudes like having rap battles. And the place was just lit. It was completely lit. I met these dudes from Alabama and they... they um, Ended up having some acid, and we ended up. Um, I ended up playing bongos for this dude that played guitar, and I, in my own mind, it was like it felt like it was some John Frusciante, just mad. We, and we had people coming in, and there was people watching us perform, and we just had this epic adventure. And I didn't even find my friends, Rose and James, that I was camping with. Shout out to Miss Rose Calvert. Um, I didn't even. Um, find them so in the morning I fell asleep in a in a merch tent I got kicked out of that I bought a Coachella t-shirt which I had quite a while after I was actually wearing that shirt when I came looking for you in Vegas um, but yeah I ended up falling asleep in a beer tent because I partied all night simple as that and um, so I missed our appointment by an hour I woke up an hour late at, I think we were meant to meet at either 5 or 6 o'clock in the afternoon at that spot was it noon? Okay, so I was five hours late then. <laughs> Potentially. I apologize. I'm a little dyslexic. But, um, so I just knew that, okay, this girl's name was Lily. She was a tattoo artist and she was from Las Vegas. So I thought, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to head out, head on out to Vegas and I'm going to go and look for Lily. And, um, so I did. I went out, I booked a, a room at the MGM Grand. And I wrote down every tattoo shop out of the phone book. Back in those days, there used to be phone books. It was pre-Google. Um, it wasn't totally pre-Google. I don't know. Well, I don't know if I, if I was up with Google just back then. I didn't, probably didn't have internet access. I don't know. It was pre-being microchipped. Yeah. But, um, so I wrote down 60 tattoo shops. I went down into the foyer and I started putting quarters in and ringing tattoo shops. And, Hello, does Lily work there? I ran out of quarters after probably the, the first or second phone call. And then I just realized, I had a bit of a realization. I'm like, this chick's gonna think I'm crazy. I feel like a creep. I just like freaked out and got insecure. So um, 
funnily enough, I, I don't know how, like how relevant this is to the conversation, but I just always say it because it always blew my mind that you, at that time, I found out later, were working at the Palms Casino at Kerry Hart's shop at Hart and Huntington. And um, you were on a TV show too, which was, I didn't know about that. So I should have been able to find you easier than I fucking didn't. Because you were at the Palms. But I was at the Palms. I was sitting at the Palms playing blackjack with a dude named Ben that was from Cairns, which is the same name as mine, obviously. The same town that I grew up in and born in September. So I was playing blackjack with a dude sitting next to me and we were sitting in the casino that my future wife was working in, potentially even there working at the time, could have even been 20, 30, 40, 50 meters away from where I was playing, but I didn't end up finding you that time when I went to Vegas looking for you. <laughs> so I goes home. The closeness. It is, it's swinging a miss. But, um, and you might even told me that you worked at the Palms, but I probably didn't fucking listen. I don't know, or maybe, yeah. I don't know. You probably did, but anyway. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, um, so swing and a miss. I didn't find you that time. Went back. Seven years unfolds. A couple um, serious relationships for me. I think one, one solid relationship for you post that experience. Yeah. And so I think that was good to have that gap, that period of um, enlightenment, as mm -hmm. you would call your 20s learning experiences of messes messes and dysfunctions and all the beautiful things that you project into you um growing old <laughs> yep best years of your life 20s I, I fucking don't know. I, know what they say yeah I don't know I'm ready for my 30s <laughs> I'm enjoying my 30s yeah 30s I can remember better. my 30s a lot better 30s are better mm. 20s are a blur Oh, they're a learning curve. Oh, they're just... Too they're, much testosterone. They're a bit embarrassing. <laughs> um, so, for me, yeah, that was... that was. A, I'm, gl I'm glad now, in, in hindsight, that we didn't... I didn't find you at that point, because yeah. it would have been... I think I, we could have we destroyed it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, seven, six years? Six years passed? Yeah. Six years. And you get an email? I just got uh, that. Facebook message. From Burning Man. I went against my better judgment to Burning Man, but it was, yeah. In our group, there was a girl named Jeanette, and she was German. Um, and one of the nights, we were out riding our bikes till like four in the morning, and it was pretty cold, so we found a little campfire, and we sat there, and we just started talking about boys or whatever. And there was an Aussie kid in our group, and she was like, oh, you should hook up with that Aussie kid. And I was like, you know, I've always had a thing for Aussie boys ever since I met this guy six years ago, and I told her the story, and I was like, and I lost him, and... I didn't take his information down wrong, and I never saw him again. And she was like, oh, my God, that is so sad. I was like, yeah, it's really sad. But at this point, I told the story so many times that it just felt like almost like I was making it up. And then, so I come back from Burning Man, and two weeks later, I have a message in my Facebook inbox, but it wasn't in the main inbox. It was in a section called Other 
and I guess it was people who weren't your friends that messaged you and you had to like approve the message but anyway I hadn't seen it you have to like purposely check it so one day I just noticed that it had a one and I was like oh let me open this and it was a message that said hi Lily this is Benny I met you five or six years ago at Coachella and I just like paused right there and I just felt like the world was playing some weird psychedelic joke on me and I couldn't even finish the rest of the message because I was still processing like is this real I really thought I made that story up um so I finished reading it and he was like um yeah I went looking for you in Vegas or something like that and anyway I'm that Aussie kid and I just wrote back like frantically like oh my god I can't believe you found me. How did you even find me? I went. I I tried writing you. Um, I took your details. I sent you an email to Benny Mickey Benny dot Mickey at yeah. yahoo.com. Nobody responded. <laughs> Mail a <of> day one, <laughs> and I was kind of like, yeah, whatever. It's a little bit at yeah. that point. And I was like, okay, you know. Oh, you sent me an email, did you? So I <laughs> thought about you a lot, and I'd I'd written in the leaf. I didn't know your last name. I said Lily Tattoo Artist Las Vegas. Yeah. And I was probably spelling Lily wrong because it's L-I-L-Y and I was typing in L-I-L-L-Y. Yeah. So, and yeah, silly me. And I might have been even spelling Tattoo wrong. <laughs> might, have been, <laughs> might have been spelling T-A-T. I might have been on Tinder O-O. instead of Facebook. Yeah. Could have. <laughs> no, no, that's legit. I, I, I legit did look for you and I obviously legit found you, so... So there was a hunt there. Mm. There must have been some kind of legitimate walk looking that underwent. So for me, on, on my side, I was um, I was in Europe. And actually, I was with a woman at the time. I was with a girl. And um, I was actually at a bit of a blinder in Portugal with some boys from Germany, I think. We ended up getting pretty wretches. And I, I remember about two weeks before I sent that message when I guess Lily was at Coachella when she was talking to the bloody whoever she was talking to. I remember telling these German boys about how I met this girl named Lily from Las Vegas and she had tattoos. And um, even though I had a girlfriend at the time, it was a kind of awkward conversation, but um, I just... I have a memory of, of also talking about having met this girl around the same time a couple of weeks before I found you and then yeah weirdly enough six years after we met for two hours at a music festival yeah I, I found you I was in New York and I was in Brooklyn and I saw a dude with a with a tattoo on his chest and I really liked it so I said hey where'd you get that tattoo he told me where he got it done and um, so I went home and started tattooing. Uh, I went to the shop. It's like, can you bring, fit me in tomorrow? He said, just come down tomorrow. And um, so I went home and started studying tattoos because I really liked this chest piece that he had. It was like a rock, like a, a pink diamond he had on his chest sort of thing. And it was encased in some kind of a clasp or something. It was a yellow clasp. But um, I... Went home, started researching tattoos, and then obviously, yeah, your name popped up after six years of typing in the wrong shit. 
and finding out later that you had moved to Portland, Oregon. You were on MySpace, I was on Facebook, all of that, um, you know, crazy old shit. Those close misses. Before you could really find people, probably. But, um, so I found you, and um, I messaged you, and then I was just like, I right, look, I, I've got a girlfriend now, maybe I'll see you in another lifetime. Maybe, you know, we'll catch up next lifetime, sort of thing, and you were like, yeah, yeah cool, no worries. BTW, <laughs> by the way, I did this drawing of us when we met in um, 2008, and it was just this cutest little fucking drawing of like me and this girl sitting in the little, the little music notes in the background, and that's when my my fable heart melted, and I um, was like, fuck, it like really meant something to her too, as it did to me, and so. Eventually, my relationship dissipated, and um, two months later, I was yeah, I was like, I had a motorbike accident too. I I um, fuck, I did some really silly shit, and I I busted my arm, and I I guess I fell into a bit of a depression at that point, and it was heavy because I thought I, my arm wouldn't work anymore, and I had some other shit going on that I could talk about, but probably wouldn't talk about. It was, it was just a whole like string of deep, heavy shit at that point. And also I had a job as a supervisor as well. So I had a lot of responsibility and like motorbike accident. And, and yeah, I, I actually, after a while, I, like I left it for a while and then I was like, fuck, I, and I ended up messaging you and saying, hey, how you been? We didn't really talk much, did we, in that period? It was very, no. very, like, maybe only a few times. Like, no, I'd say we'd probably message each other once every, like, week or two. Yeah, like, it just... But it was very basic. Vague and, yeah. It was like, hey, how's it going? Like, do you mm. have brothers and sisters? Yeah, Things yeah, like just, it. yeah. I think, but at some point in that conversation around then, you were like, I had a dream about um, a, a baby and its name was Lavender. Mm. And then when I saw our little boy, he was playing in lavender at your cousin's house for like half the day. I was like, hmm, I wonder if that was the dream, you know? Yeah. And he's a beautiful little boy. Maybe he just looked feminine. <laughs> but, um, so, yeah, that, uh, between that period of so us finding each other, it was you like. skipped a little bit. Like you, mess you did message me again two months later. You said, mm. hey, I'm no longer with this person. Yeah. And I was mm. like, oh, okay. But mm. I had started seeing somebody so mm. sort of casually mm. so I wasn't that worried about us talking very much and we didn't talk very much mm. um, on and off here and there nothing like really deep yeah and then like we would we would say to each other things like whoa what does it mean us like finding each other again weird but then we would just leave it at that yeah it else. just seemed ridiculous and I, that's what like I went through a period of real bad like just held Debbie Downer with the broken ligaments in my arm and shit, and um, yeah, so it just it just felt like I'd felt like I'd been a little bit gutted and and bummed about life, and so then you're like come to Mexico, and you invited me and and you're like come meet my family and I was like fuck, what does that mean like that's fucking intense I'm like what if what if this woman's crazy? What if, 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 what if? Anyway, so I asked my boss for three weeks off 
and crazily enough, he prob they probably saw how bummed I was or whatever and said, look, God, look, mate, just fucking take the three weeks. You know, I got two weeks leave and then an extra week of um, leave without pay. I'd only been there like six months working. <laughs> Bonafide hustler. <laughs> so um, I jump on a plane and I come over to Las Vegas and I remember sitting at the airport in Las Vegas I'd just flown from LA, I'd flown a long way. I'm like, just shitting myself. I'm like, what the fuck, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing? Like, who is this person? I don't even know this person. I'm going to Mexico to visit her family. <laughs> and um, We Skyped like twice. We Skyped literally twice or fucking three times, I think. I had really bad in internet connection at the time. Yeah, that's right. It's slightly better now, but um, so you rolled in in your Ford Explorer, your big um, maroon Ford Explorer. It was a humble four-wheel drive. DJ Shadow was playing. And um, I think one of the first things that rolled out of your mouth, I think we did a hug. I was like, wow, she's short. You're a lot shorter than I thought. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like in your pictures, I wasn't sure about the highest. Whoa, she's a lot shorter than me. And then I was like, whoa, like booty. This chick's got a hell of booty. And I was like... I'm from Australia, I'm not used to fucking, not used to booty, so I was like, whoa, this chick's fucking hot, but just different, like, <laughs> different to any, everything else, you know, like, whoa, she's tripping. She's short. She's like, do you smoke? I was like, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I think we went and smoked some hydroponic ganja, <laughs> and you're like, let's go sit sit at my house and watch the homeless people in downtown Well, first we went to Vegas. go get massages and eat Vietnamese food. and mm. um, We went to Red Rocks, I think, too. Oh, yeah, no, that was, that was like the next, next day. day yeah, yeah mm. we made the most, or I tried to, like, schedule the most out of those three days. But, mm. yeah, I, was, I at the time I was smoking a lot, so my tolerance must have been really high. And oh, I was right. just like, mm. I was fine, but I didn't realize that you were just like. I was cooked. I was hella paranoid. That you were I was having freaking such a out. Hard time Anxiety and shit. Yeah. It's like trying to figure my way around this thing. I remember you were acting. No, but we weird. got that cheese. Like, we got that Trader's Joe. Blueberry goat's Blueberry cheese. Blueberry goat's cheese. We fucking scored. We just sat down and we smashed that thing. And every time we come back to the States, we go and get it. It's yeah, the shit. It's so good. If you're ever at Trader Joe's, get the blueberry goat's cheese. It's the shit. You're welcome. You're welcome, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. So in that period of time, we, we spent some time together. I met your your mom, my future mother-in-law, your sister, and then we went straight down to Mexico, yeah. flew into Moralia, stayed with your cousin, and um, Lenny, and yeah, shouts to Lenny. And um, we had a fucking amazing time together, and yeah. we went down to Oaxaca, and it was just wild. It was, it was really wild. It was weird, too, because we were already, like, really comfortable with each other. I feel like we didn't really have like an awkward stage. Yeah, I think the awkward stage is now. <laughs> <laughs> we just getting to know each other. That's true. <laughs> Doing it back to front. <laughs> it's like, oh, you leave the door to the toilet open and shit in front of me. It's like, oh, that, that's you. Finding that that's out later. You to me. <laughs> <laughs> you leave the door open and shit. Uh, and talk to me. Nah, it's good. I don't know, just mm -hmm. everything. But yeah, so we went to, we traveled. I met your grandma and I just saw how you were with your family, with your abuelita, with your your, your little 
five foot tall little powerhouse of a grandma and your family was just very real and very present and I was very taken aback by that because I'm very I'm that way with my with my family too I'm very sort of interactive whether it's hot or cold or fighting or fucking cuddling or, or loving each other it's just very enigmatic and colourful and, and bright and there's sparks blowing out of it and it's fun so um, when I saw you with your family I was like I, I can understand that and then we went back to Las Vegas and you met like after I met your family funnily enough my little sister was travelling for her 21st at that time so she flew into Las Vegas and we spent a few days together and my cousin Rhett you met him and you tattooed my little sister Emma and um so you met my family too so I get like I feel like in that little three week period we just really fucking hell yeah it was like met the whole fucking crew got the whole team here yeah it was weird it was like one of those weird game shows where you're like you picked somebody okay well here's everything that comes with it so um <laughs> so after that, like after a few days of like banging, like I guess we started banging out and and well, okay, making love. Like we were having sexual relations, and so it was wonderful. What? I don't know. I feel like the sex was pretty. Like for me, I'm sorry. I just got to say it. Like if it if if we didn't make. Um, romantic and beautiful love it would have been a no brainer it would have been like alright catch you I'm on my plane I'm going home And but yeah I mean like what can you really base three weeks of like meeting each other's family and shit on other than like you liked good music you were good in bed you had a, not, a cool family that I liked and um, you're a cool chick I mean you're a tattoo artist you're a funky woman so I was like, come to Australia, come and let's, let's make this thing happen. It's been like six, seven years of interlude. Because, and the only reason that I didn't go to Vegas, I think number one is the ocean. It's too far from the ocean. And number two... You said that right away. You said I could never live in Vegas. There's no water. It's too water. far from the ocean, yeah. But um, it was that and it was also... I just bought a house back in Australia too, so... So, okay, why don't you come suss out Oz? Six months it took to um, pack everything up, get sorted, and jump on a plane, come and visit. Yep. You arrived December of 2014? 2014, yep. You're pregnant when? <laughs> February. Feb? thought it was end of Jan. Oh, uh, yeah, okay, so it might have been, I found out in February, yeah, it might have been. Eight weeks. Been, yeah. Eight weeks pregnant, and then. Literally, like, I got there, and I went there to fucking get pregnant. She went there, I went to a show to get pregnant. Mail-in, mail-order. Mail-order bride. That was a fucking, um, I want, it took a long time, that one. <laughs> So we Very dated, long mail. So order. we dated like minimal pen palism. <laughs> Min- minimal writing back and forth. Oh, no, we sent pictures and videos. In total, we'd, we'd said about three thousand words to each other. Yeah, it's more than a lot of mail. Guys. <laughs> Might have been a twelve thousand word essay that we <laughs> put back and forth and decided, okay, let's give this a run. 
say I ring my mother, my mom, Lily's <laughs> pregnant. And I think I think she was stoked. I think everyone like was like, Yeah, like my mum, she's fuck yeah, like let's get this ball rolling. She's keen. <laughs> but yeah, there were some people that's like, I'm not ready to be like my grandmother Jill, she's like, I'm not ready to be a grandmother yet. <laughs> a great grandmother. Great grandmother, sorry, my great grandmother. But um so we had a shotgun wedding, which was wonderful. Yes, shout out to Kirsty for putting it together. Yeah, Kirsty, thanks for the help with the flowers and um, everything. Welcome Impressed. for the barramundi, but yeah, we had a mad shotgun wedding. I think it was fun. It was it great. Was fun. It was pretty fun for being mm. sober. Yes, because you were pregnant. That's right. <laughs> so we have the shotgun wedding in May. May first. First day, first of May, and then 2015, and then we have our beautiful boy in October of that year. So it was a busy year. We also painted the house that year too. Thanks, shout out to Curry and Tony. I hadn't even been there a year. Tony Drum for helping us with that, um, with painting the house. Had a lot of help. Dano as well. Dano, thanks. Shout out to Dano. Shout out to Danny running the Airbnb back at home too, man. You like making that thing look plush. Shout out to Timbo for fixing up the door from the pre- previous tenants. Killing it too. Yeah, cheers, Timbo. <laughs> um. So yeah, so that uh, almost brings us all the way to here. I guess we can fast forward a bit after all. Yeah, that. I mean, visa terrible. Visa, yeah, there's a dick around, whatever. New baby, crazy. New baby. Um, Postnatal depression. Crazy. Yeah, let's fast forward that shit. <laughs> let's fast forward that next let's year. Fast forward. Okay, getting ready to time. come to Mexico, spend a year abroad, mm. spending time with the U.S. Mexico family, getting ready for that trip. Crazy. Oh, building the cabin. Building the cabin the was fun. Guest house been built. Up. I'm happy I did it. It's yeah, a lot of work, yeah. But I love it's it. It's a beautiful little cabin, casita, and he did it with his. Own two hands. Julian helped. And Julian helped. And he Dan banged helped. in a few nails. Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> Airtight. And um, so we have been in. We've been. We were in Vegas for three months. Um. Yeah. Just doing. It's weird because it's not weird. I guess it's what it's expected when we came to Vegas. We just had to kind of like domesticate, try to do our routines again, but like in a different country, and then being isolated from people slowly because he was now caring for our baby. And then we came to Mexico and did another round of domestication. Yeah, I mean, you went from being the, um, the primary carer to being the primary income earner. Yeah. Which is kind of like, it's attractive. I think it's pretty hot in some weird sense that you bring home the bacon, but then you, it also means that you're wearing the pants. So, um, yeah, I don't like being bossed around, so it did take me a little minute to get used to that. I don't think you've gotten used to it. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm getting used to it. I think we're getting you used to it. You still talk back a lot. I do. I, I do talk back a lot. <laughs> um, Awkward. No, no, no. I think, I think we've been very... I think, like, with all the changes, it's... It's been pretty dynamic and 
pretty fun and enjoyable and powerful and like I was saying like sometimes there's sparks flying because of the stress that's created from the situations but I, like me as an individual or as a human just like from my side of the experience is like yeah I wouldn't have it any other way it's been a remarkable and fun journey and um especially a day like today when we're doing the podcast from paradise and it's like we're just eating um making some fresh seafood um dinner here tonight and we're in the kitchen i'm like just so happy and so excited and just so stoked um just elated i just had this this real pure joy kind of feeling of like this is what we've worked for this is all of that sort of animosity or like insecurity or like is, is this going to work or like what are we doing da, 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 da. there's like you know why am I fucking building this cabin to move to the other side of the world to do like you know are we doing the right thing is it the right thing for our kid is it the right thing for our family you know all of those things that kind of unfold and, and play out in your in your brain it, I was standing there in the kitchen and, and we we're making a lovely feed and we just I'd been for a surf and it's like yeah this is this is that remarkable thing that you you it's just worth every fucking penny that you just can't you can't take away you know sitting out there in the ocean and having driven down a dirt road and we're just in the middle of nowhere you know and I'm sitting out the back like and it's just pumping and it's just me and you guys are on the beach playing and you know, I'm worrying whether or not I'm going to get eaten by a crocodile. But yeah, you drop into that bomb and you get in touch with God, and I don't know. That's, I, that sounds really whack, but yeah, it's true. You have that feeling. Makes sense. Like without trying to, you know, archetype, but it's just getting close to infinity. You know, that idea of just a wave just picking you up, and throwing you toward, hurtling you towards land everything sort of falls away and yeah today I was just so fucking happy just to be here and, and to be a part of this and um, a part of Mexico and just everything you know to do with what's happening that's led for us to be here is just it's a remarkable adventure so um, I guess yeah thank you Miss Lillian and it's also your birthday in a couple of days so oh, yeah. yeah I guess this can be your birthday cast as well so, um, salutes to Miss Lillian Flores for jumping on the plane, flying over to meet me, having a baby with me, marrying me, and um, trusting me enough to um, allow all of this to unfold for us to sit here and be, you know, in, in love and happy and enjoying our life together, you know, and and being happy for the decisions that we made and the happy for the decisions that we're going to make. Learning to trust each other in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, That's right. Is there anything else you want to add to the... to, the, to your birthday cast? <laughs> <laughs> um... Our year's only halfway done. We still have another year. Oh, yeah, we have another year, true. Okay, I guess we should talk about where we're headed then. Yeah. Maybe we can do a um, Baja cast as well. Yeah, we will. I think people are like, 
the Baja cost. Yeah, so we're um, we're actually about to take on the next adventure. This is kind of like a peaceful exit, but um, we're going to be driving back through Baja or up through Baja, and we're going to what be beach coastlining, I suppose. Just kind yeah, of like, absolutely. Just following the Pacific Ocean back to Las Vegas. Yep. And um, yeah, another little short adventure, at Vegas. Um, possibly back in Mexico to end off the year and then back to Australia beginning of the year but Australia feels so far away right now like I feel like I'm not ready to go back and make a normal life yet yeah uh, well I mean it is I still a, never be a it's still a life. fair distance away it's still a fair distance away we've got a bit to do between now and then and sort of just take care of that um take care of all that stuff in between so um that's how we met that's where we're going you've been tattooing you've been tattooing in las vegas you've yeah. been tattooing in australia you've been tattooing in mexico, mexico. so you're becoming a global <laughs> tattoo phenomenon eh yep where next and uh, well i guess people Japan. better start booking in i heard some folks um been messaging you already for when you get back which is cool and you haven't even posted up that's yeah, cool that is cool maybe we go out to cali can we sneak out to cali for yep. a little trip cali. maybe you can do a little little inking out there if yep. not we can um just go and do some podcasts talk yep. to some tattoos we can make it a monthly thing or whatever yeah i tried out the shroomcast i haven't released that because it was pretty messy it was fun but it was messy so that's probably why i haven't drop the other one but we can definitely try that again too we're almost at an hour miss lily miss lillian we're not far away do you want to tell the tale about how you split your chin open how i split my chin open at the lake house sure is that boring well i mean it's 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 quite interesting i think it has it's a, not a bad. strong punchline which is the end of the hospital the clinic and well, I'll give you the ultimatum. I can either tell you the story about how I took acid with me dog, <laughs> or I think I'll tell the story about how I split, split, split me chin in Sin Sun San. And right. yes, that's a true fucking name. I didn't just um, stumble at. It's Sin, T-S-I-N, Sun, T-S-T-Z-U-N, San, T-S-U-N, I don't know. <laughs> Sin Sun San. Anyway, I think everybody wants you to hear talk about your dog and your acid. Nah, nah, let's go about this in some time. We'll talk about it. With the acid and that time. That's That's such a strong, we can keep that for our Baja cast. Okay. So, we went to, um, the family's got a lake house and, yeah, they got a ski boat. It ain't no wakes out of nothing like that. And, so I haven't wakeboarded in two or three, four years maybe. It's been a while. And so the wake isn't huge, and I started just doing some pops and just jumping the wake and getting some grabs in and some 180s. And so, yeah, I was like, okay, everything's sticking, so why not just give it a little charge just to finish her off and do a backflip? So um, I roll in, hit it hard, jack it, and I'm like, just thinking I was going to hit it upside down, maybe get a bit of water in my ear or something you know just on me shoulder or something but i ended up jacking it around and landing it so i landed tiny little wake like fucking legitimately very small wake 
surprised myself, but yeah, just landed so tight, so bunched that my chin ends up busting into my left knee. So, um, my chin opens up, there's, there's blood running everywhere, and um, so I'm like, fuck, all of a sudden I'm like, I got no travel insurance, I got no bloody um, any of that shit, you know. Fuck. You know, and um, so anyway, they're like, look, we'll take you to the hospital. I said, no, nah, no, nah, I don't want to go to the hospital thinking it's going to cost me at least 50 bucks or 100 bucks. And at the time, I'm like, I just don't want to spend that. It's not worth it. We'll just taper up and no worries. Anyway, so they convinced us to go down to the hospital and we um, get the bloody stitches. Got three or four stitches in, in my chin. And um, local hospital. And anyway, so Lily's um, goes to pay for the thing. And anesthesia, stitches, medicine, antibiotics, and everything. And um, I think they wanted uh, how many? 20 pesos? No, 40? 50 pesos, which is um, translates to about $2.50 US. And so Lily's like, here's a, um, you gave him 100, I think. You're like, here's a tip. And she's like, I don't want your 200, which is 10 bucks. And she's like, oh no, we do, like we don't. It's fine. Like, Lily's like, no, no, here's, here's ten bucks. Thank you very much. So we walked out thinking that we'd save the day or something, and they'd stitch me up. And so yeah, I got some stitches. That was about six weeks or so ago. So we went back out, went for another wakeboard after that, and my chin sealed up all good. And yeah, so so that did happen. Um, so I guess yeah, just be aware if you hurt yourself anywhere in a. Um, I don't know if it's everywhere, but it was definitely affordable for me. So I'd say at this stage, fuck health, um, health insurance. But who knows? Um, I could have to take that back. So maybe I won't throw that out there to begin with. Anyway, um, Lily's looking at me funny, so I must be just jangling on over here. Is there anything else, honey, that you'd like to mention? Until the next one. Yeah, we'll talk about the dog acid story. And this was many moons ago. I would never do such a thing. Um, <laughs> in this day and age, it was that was a long time ago. So um, yeah, we'll talk about that maybe in the Baja podcast if, if we feel like it. Other than that, um, I hope you all enjoyed episode number six of Local Heroes. And um, thank you for joining me. Miss Lillian, how can um, everyone find you on social media? On Instagram, I'm Lily Flores McKay. L-I-L-Y, not L-I-L-L-Y. L-I-L-Y-F-L-O-R-E-S-M-C-K-A-Y. Not M-I-C-K-E-Y, not Lily Flores Mickey. Nah, you had your name changed. Uh, we should change our name to McFlurry. I think that'd be awesome. Lily McFlurry, Ben McFlurry, just legit. It's a, it's a little bit too. Um, Julian McFlurry. It's a little bit uh, <coughs> commercial, though, isn't it? It's a bit <laughs> McFlurry. Different. Yeah, I feel like we don't even have the rights. Yeah, we probably I'll probably get sued. Say, <laughs> <laughs> so, Lily McFlurry. Uh, when I lived in Oregon, there was people that <coughs> legally changed their names to like Stardust, Scroutfish, <laughs> Princess Precious, Powder Puff. All right, it looks like Miss Lillian's tapping out there. So, yeah, just um, check out our social media, uh, Tattoo and Lily Flores McKay. 
And um, yeah, thanks for tuning in, ladies and gents. I appreciate that you waited uh, a little while on this one. We were spending a bit of time in rural Mexico and having a good time there, but there just really wasn't a lot to talk about out there other than catch up with family and all that sort of shit. So um, appreciate your checking in. Um, this is the Pixies. Yeah, we can do that. To meet you. We're just an hour in now. It can be a three-hour party if you want. So you can bring it back out if you want. No, hey, do it now. We can talk about Bisbee. Or maybe we shouldn't talk about Bisbee. Should be or should Wow, Bisbee, Arizona. It's a beautiful town. Go check it out. B-I-S-B-E-E. Hit us up if you're interested in going out there. Some fascinating people. I'm going to do some more cool podcasts out there. Miss Rosie Colbert for putting us under this track too. Great track. You probably remember the first time you played it. There was Red Mitsubishi's and um, Emily Denny you were also there. And an old friend slash foe of mine to whom I do not wish to name at this time. Great songs bring back great memories. as well um, give us a comment tell us what you reckon in the clips yeah if you're enjoying it um, open to all opinions and and uh, everyone's feedback so tell us what you reckon thanks for tuning in <laughs>